When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live. Live from the Toad Hop Network studios. In Hollywood. This. this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. Uh, sorry we had off last week to not give you your movies, video games, comic book, and uh, TV fix. I was out of town, family reunion, and I proposed it a year ago, so I didn't know I'd be on the Toad Hop Network with Kenny and you guys, uh, you know. Um, and so I proposed a family reunion in Amarillo, Texas, and that's where I spent my weekend. Actually, not in Amarillo, in a small town of 600 people called Groom, where my dad grew up, and I spent some of my summers. And... Um, I pretty much ate my body weight two times over in barbecue and sweets and hot dogs and hamburgers. So sorry I couldn't be with you guys. Um, I'm just going to put it under the excuse that I was carb loading uh, for a race that I'm running this week. I want to tell you guys that uh, we have a super exciting guest here in the studio today. We've got Thunder Levin, who uh, I think is more than appropriate to have on Shark Week at Geekscape. He's the writer of Sharknado, um, and his entire life has kind of been tornadoed around and and i mean uh tell me about about the story behind uh getting hired to do sharknado you had a history of writing things for the asylum and were you their go-to writer were you the guys that they're like oh thunders would be perfect for this they have a lot of the asylum has a lot of go-to writers Mm -hmm. i mean they they churn out 25 films a year so you got to have a lot of go-to writers when you do that but i had just finished a a movie for them that uh, everybody was happy with um, and they had this movie called Shark Storm that they wanted me to write, and uh, it 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 didn't really catch my interest. And then, like a, a month, I, so, so I turned it down. I kept looking for something else. And then, like a month later, they came back and said, "Okay, we really want you to do Sharknado." Which I mean, was it the same thing? They just changed well, the name, a, or what? Apparently, what happened? I only found this out uh, just in the last couple of weeks. Is that? Uh, uh, Asylum and Sci-Fi were simultaneously developing Sharks in a Storm movie. What? Yeah. And and when they talked to each other and found this out, they decided to combine their projects. And uh, Sci-Fi had the better title, Sharknado, and uh, and so that's what they went with. And Asylum could obviously bring in the, the production element and, and keep right, it well, at a budget. Right. Sci-Fi doesn't really, as far as I know, Sci-Fi doesn't really produce any of their own movies. Other companies are contracted to produce them for the network. Um, and Asylum is one of their biggest suppliers. Uh, so it, it all just came together, and they, they asked me if I'd write it. Um, and uh, at, at first I must have misheard uh, because 
they said, uh, what we'd really like you to write is Sharknado. And I said, what do sharks have to do with the North Atlantic Treaty Organization? <laughs> you know, are, are, are they invading Europe or something? Because I heard NATO. Right. And, um, and then they said, no, no, no. Sharknado, a tornado full of sharks. And uh, they had like half a page of notes that they wanted incorporated. And I said, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Of course I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was about um, to say, I was like, in a good way or in a yeah, bad way? Because, no, I, I mean, absolutely. I think the, the name is obviously what helps sell the, 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 the idea. And, I mean, so you embrace kind of the ridiculousness of everything. Yeah, it, 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 had, it had to be over the top and it had to be super fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and I said, as long as I can have fun with it. I'd love to do this. Could you imagine if they were like, no, no. this is not fun. Not this fun. is a, this, it's yeah, a this, very serious. This is a serious study of uh, what will happen when right. global warming causes superstorms to hit the earth that will pick up these. I mean, because I, I read an interview with you where you were like, you know what? The, the science of it. We just basically took what could happen with things like water spouts picking up sea life and maybe a little bit of global warming, and then you cranked it to 11. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a scientific basis at the very bottom of it. <laughs> and, and then we just kept going. You know, I, I started with a realistic disaster scenario. What would happen if a hurricane were to hit Los Angeles? Because, you know, this city floods if it rains for five minutes. Right. Um, and everybody so, freaks out and spins right, out. Right, right, if, if right. You know, if it rains here for two hours, it's the lead story on the news. You know, like like back east when it snows for two days. Yes. Here it, it rains for two hours and, and the news goes into 24 yeah, Somebody waters coverage. their lawn too long in Los Angeles right. and it causes a big problem. You know, so, so that's, a, that's a realistic disaster scenario if that were to happen, if weather is in fact getting more extreme for global warming sure. and what have you. Then maybe a hurricane could hit L.A. And what would we do? We'd be totally screwed. Right. Um, so that's, that's where I started and then I added – Sharks and tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, why did you say, I mean, obviously it had a new name, but why did you say yes to Sharknado but no to Shark Storm? Well, where, where, in, where in like well, the, where in the shark, what subtleties that were lacking in Shark Storm? Shark Storm was more straightforward. It was serious. I... I um, <laughs> shark Storm was a scientific study. It wasn't a scientific study. It was, it was a normal asylum film. Okay. You know, so it was a it was a big overreaching uh, action movie about sharks attacking during a storm, um, and and the level of fun and ridiculousness wasn't really evident to be. Maybe if we'd gotten into it further, but that's the selling point. Right, that would have right. happened. But once they had the title Sharknado, it just becomes so obvious, you know, what it's going to be that. Uh, that that sort of changed my mind. And I mean, do you, I mean, growing up, did you love this kind of stuff? Like, like, like the, maybe the 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 hokier the movie or the cheesier, the, like Night of the Lepus, stuff like that. Like, were you, did you like this kind of stuff growing up? No, I. Because you know those people who are out there who are like they love the VHS culture and they go and they find stuff that's that's purposefully, uh, you know cheesy or purposefully quote unquote bad, right? And, and they and they celebrate that stuff and they love it. Right. No, I, I, I never really was a big fan of, of So Bad It's Good, mm -hmm. but going over the top, taking something to where it makes sense, and then just going way beyond. Yeah, maybe not, the word's that, not bad, because it, maybe the word's fun. You know fun. what I mean? Or that, so, that was, yeah. That was my pursuit. Exaggerated, but, but right. I, right. But I was never, you know, I, was, I wasn't a fan of uh, Night of the Killer Tomatoes or, or, or you know, Ed Wood. Or, or the second one that had George things. Clooney in it. Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Was it Return of the Killer Tomatoes? I, I know uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes was the first one. The second one had George Clooney in it. Really? I didn't even yeah, know it had, that. Yeah, it had George Clooney in it. And, uh, 
and that was that was one of his early like eighties uh, you know roles. And um, so you so you weren't a fan of any of that stuff, but you're I mean, are you an action junkie? Well, Is that I was kind a, of you know, I was a fan of like the Godzilla movies. Sure, all, all and I think that that's stuff. good. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you could compare it to like a kaiju type film. I mean, right. you wrote the first draft of a, of Atlantic Rim, yeah, which I, I mean, uh, you know, hey, uh, one of our one of our, our friends, uh, one of my friends from like a video game group, that she actually did the uh, she Asylum hires her to do the foley work, mm-hmm. and she did Atlantic Rim. Yeah, and I was like, that is, that, I mean, I think that stuff is awesome because we do have a, a, an audience that are those guys who are like, oh, you know, I'm gonna. I live for the weekends because I get to go to all these uh, yard sales and pick through the VHSs, you right. know, and that really is, I think, a big culture. And I was explaining to somebody today um, who has kind of a, a horror movie, and they're like, oh, well, it might go to VOD. It might go to straight to, you know, it might, I mean, VOD and uh, I guess on demand somewhere like the the Asylum is really good at. And, yeah, they recently have this relationship with sci-fi. I think that's kind of our modern-day um, VHS market, right? Sure. Because in the yeah. 80s, you had these movies, and good or bad, what was really selling these movies were the VHS covers, right? You'd, you'd, you'd get like a, you know, a picture of a, of a, of a helicopter or an explosion or, and a woman with a machine gun, da-da-da-da-da. And now you can really do that with the VOD market, and I think we're bracing ourselves in the industry for a second explosion because VHS really exploded, yeah, and now digital and, is allowing us to do DVD that again. And then DVD did too, and now, and now everybody's trying to figure out mm-hmm. VOD and how to really make the same money on it that traditionally came from the home video market. So that's that's still in flux. I think people are trying to get a handle on how that's really going to work. In Sharknado is aired three times, I and mean, as of the recording of this episode, Sharknado's aired on Sci-Fi three times. Right. You guys had that uh, Friday night. You know, how many theaters was it? 220 theaters. 220. It started out as 200, and we kept selling out theaters, and so they kept adding more. And it was something that Sci-Fi or Asylum put together that was like, you know, experience Sharknado on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. As, just, as, just as if the human community. body is prepared for such a thing. <laughs> as if the human body was ever born into this world saying, you know what, I want it on a giant screen, a, a tornado full of sharks. Well, you know, the, I mean, <laughs> the thing about Sharknado, what, what made it pop was the Twitter experience. And everybody was having this communal experience. And like celebrities it. and stuff were like. Right, right. And, and so it only made sense to have it in a theater where people could actually come together and have that same kind of group communal experience, mm-hmm. um, which honestly, to me, I think is is great. I, I f- I'm afraid that the theatrical experience is dying, and I hope that doesn't happen because I think experiencing a movie with a lot of other like-minded people is a really important part of uh, of sort of the social fabric. It make it, it gives you a, a shared I don't know a shared experience that yes. uh, that informs sort of the public. Consciousness. I'm getting way too no, serious. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, now, hey, now. <laughs> this is Geekscape. It has a pretty wide bearing on like where we can go. Um, and in, in, I agree with you. When you look back in your childhood, you you look at the the memorable times. Like I remember the uh, yesterday. Um, I remember seeing clouds in Texas. And when I when I saw these gray overcast clouds and these puffy clouds in Texas, my memory immediately went to the inside of a movie theater as a kid. Um, when I went to see Back to the Future, the theater to celebrate it had put up, uh, you know, thunderclouds at the roof of the th- uh, of, of the entryway, mm-hmm. and they had put a clock tower up above the uh, the condiments, right. uh, above the, the you know the you know where you go to get your popcorn and everything. And in, and I think when you look back on your childhood, your memories go to theatrical social experiences. Those are kind of the the, the benchmarks of a film lover's childhood. And you're right, um, we kind of have to preserve that. 
in VOD, even though it's similar to the home video market of the 80s, we don't remember as much sitting in the living room and enjoying a, a VHS tape as a kid. Right. I've, I don't think I've ever had an experience sitting at home watching a movie. I don't think any movie I've seen for the first time sitting at home has ever had the level of impact mm -hmm. that some of my favorite movies that I saw in the theaters. Well, what were some of the, you know, you write, um, what, I mean, what is your favorite type of screenplay to write? Because I know you write with the Asylum stuff, but like what, 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 when you, when you put a, you know, a stick over your shoulder with a bag in it and you headed to Hollywood, mm -hmm. right? Like what were some of the scripts that you were like, this is what I want to do that, as, a, as a screener? Because now you're also a director as well. Uh, actually, so, I was a director first. You were a director first. I was a director first. I came out here with my student film under my arm. Where'd you go said, to school, Mr. Spielberg? Here I am. Well, where'd you go to school? Uh, NYU. You went to NYU. Yeah. Oh, great. And um, and Hollywood was not uh, immediately receptive to my presence. Yeah, and that <laughs> um, and and what you know, what all the advice I always got was, well, if you want to be a director, why don't you write a script mm -hmm. that people want to produce? And then attach yourself to direct it. Yeah. Or you write a couple, and then the, you're like, okay, the third one's mine. Right, right. Right. And so I started writing, mm -hmm. um, and and that's how I got here. But I've, I've from the beginning, I've always been a director. I didn't even write my own student film. Um, and my first feature, I uh, I co-wrote. Um, but directing was always what I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, the number of people who say, but what I really want to do is direct. You know, is, sure. is legion. But uh, but that that's why I came out here, and then I got into writing sort of uh, by necessity. And the uh, and w w I, I was looking at a little bit of your history, and what I love because we were talking about the project we were working on uh, at Geekscape with uh, the sword and sorcery and stuff, and one of the big influences is the first Wizard of the Lost Kingdom, and it says that you did stills did on, on the, the second one, the one yeah. with David Carradine in yeah. it, yeah. right? Um, is is kind of the internet or VOD, and I'll put this out to you again. Is it kind of a, a place where we can discover some of those genre movies? Because it seems like the multiplexes are kind of reserved for a comic book movie or a summer event movie. And if you want to go and you find want to find like the kind of genre movies, the niche movies, even though I mean they're genre movies, but to find those movies, it's really going to be internet or television. You know, with Game of Thrones is doing fantasy, but. You know, you, I mean, it's hard to do a fantasy movie uh, on the big screen unless it's J.R. Tolkien. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, that's all, that's all accurate at the moment. <laughs> I, I hope that changes um, because I'm. I mean, a, a lot of people have been commenting, and I've, I've been reading a lot of stuff uh, since Sharknado blew up. You know, and it's this silly little movie with a tiny budget that aired on Sci-Fi. I mean, did you think that it would blow up? Oh, of course not. Okay. I mean, I. I the buzz started back in November when they first released the poster. Okay. Um, and I remember one one uh, website that covers stuff like this uh, saw the poster at uh, the American Film Market and said, uh, the asylum won the Internet today. Uh, and, and that's sort of where it started. And honestly, I, I wish I remembered what website that was because I'd like to be able to give them a, a shout-out when I, when I mention it because that's really where it all started. And then the, the buzz has you know slowly started to build. So we, we all knew we had something. Um, I mean, I had, uh, I had friends call me up on July 4th before the movie aired and say, hey, we were just at a party and people were talking about Sharknado. Did you believe them? Yeah, I mean. I, I did, but it was, it, was, it was kind of amazing. Uh -huh. And it was two different friends who had heard from two different people at two different parties uh, about Sharknado. Brace so, yourself for the storm. So, <laughs> like, we, you know, we, we knew it was going to get some attention. And, and with a title like that, and, you know, once I saw that the, the marketing campaign was having fun with it, embracing the way it yeah. we did, um, 
we, we knew we were going to get some attention, but there, there was no way to to predict what actually happened. I mean, it's, it's just it, been wild. Do you think it's – I mean, it, it surprised you. Did it surprise the people at the asylum and the sci-fi? Was everybody just oh, across sure. the board surprised? Uh, I – well, I mean, I can't speak for them. Right, I, right, I, right. I wasn't there. But, but certainly it, supposed, it caught yeah. everybody off guard because all the stuff that's been done since, the two repeat airings and the theatrical release, and, and now they're doing merchandising, um, all of this was like rushed into production. What kind of merchandise they got out of there? Hey, Kenny, do, do you have any of this? No. It's, it's I, not, I don't, I don't yeah. think it's out yet. Is it but, a shirt? But they're talking about T-shirts. Beer and, koozies. Uh, what I want is a Sharknado lunchbox. A Sharknado uh, uh, chainsaw keychain. There you go. There you go. I think they should just slap the Sharknado on a brand of chainsaws. Right. Just leave it there. Or a weed whacker. You can have little sharks on the on the little uh, plastic pieces. Right. You can actually have shark <laughs> plastic pieces on your weed whacker. It's almost like a Sharknado, I mean, a Sharknado blender. Oh, yeah. I'm not oh, messing around yeah. here. A Sharknado go. coffee magic grinder, bull, magic a magic bullet, like anything that Sharknado. does something tornado-like. Absolutely. You know, I think. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's long since. Uh, I think a drain cover with a shark's head on it is long since overdue. Duh. You know, you look down at the bottom of your bathtub and there's a shark <laughs> head like coming up out of it. Or a tentacle one would be really cool, like uh, yeah, like yeah. like a plug for your bathtub, but it's a tentacle coming up out of it, and it's like, whoa, there's something coming out of my bathtub. Um, but merchandising, I hadn't heard about this merchandising. Well, I don't think any of it's out yet, but they they are planning it. So that's um, you got to get a piece of that. I yeah yeah that would be nice, wouldn't it? It's not going to happen. Let me tell you, they kick the the writer around like. Listen, you said no to Shark Storm. Well, look, look that's, you, this is an old Hollywood tradition. The writer doesn't get any respect in the movies. I mean, it's the, you know, the old... Uh, we should start a petition. <laughs> uh, let's get right yeah, respect we, we, in the movies. Well, okay, maybe they've had that position before, but we should have a Sharknado-specific petition. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Like, come on. The man responsible for giving Sharknado its bite, I think, is like Ooh. something that we Ooh, start with, right? right? And we get the actors to... No, they're actors. They're to not give they're, sound they're, they're, bites? The actors will cross the line in a heartbeat. No, they're, they're, they're not going well, to stick out. Ian Ziering actually has been very, uh, very nice and very complimentary about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy. I, I, Ziering, like, we all love him from 90210 and everything, but, I mean, he's been doing kind of TV roles here and there right. since, but, I mean, this is his vehicle yeah, right Yeah, no, he was, he was a revelation to me because all, all I knew him from was 90210. Totally. And he played Steve, who's kind of the jerk guy. Right. You don't trust him. Right. And, and here he's, he's turned himself into an action star, I think, and it's, it's, it's wonderful. He should be kissing your feet. <laughs> Thunder, Thunder <laughs> would you say that Ian you know, Ziering's you, been very respectful to you? Does that mean, like, foot massage, kissing your feet? Uh, maybe like I, I don't know. It could get sexual, I guess. But like, <laughs> like, 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 you know, a rusty trombone. Like, I don't, I don't know what what Ian's capable of. But I'm sure Ian's a handsome guy. You know, every guy and girl I think would be ready to to, to, to take on Ian's earring. I mean, Ian, whatever you're offering, man, because Sharknado too. You know, you want to be a part of it. And this man right here he can write you a juicy roll, or he can kill you off the first scene. Well, I, I, I think when uh, when he's hanging out with uh, Tara Reid and Cassie Serbo, he's got better feet to kiss than mine. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll never win, Thunder. <laughs> like, us writers will never win. <laughs> Darn it. Darn it. I mean, Ian, I'm telling you, man. Like, John Hurd? Like, uh, Mm-hmm. You guys had him, and you know he went out like uh, you know, and the, the, you, you know, know it's you like know, that, that's actually my. You can kill anybody. Thunder is what I'm telling you. Well, that, Ian Ziering, you better be really nice to this guy. That that's my one regret is if we had known that John Hurd was going to play that part, 
We would have made sure he died later in the film. <laughs> he dies in the first 30 minutes. He's so great. John, John Hurt is so great. And, um, and you know, of course, the script was written long before he was cast. Right. So there, there was no way to know who was going to play George. Um, yeah, I wish we could have kept him around longer. But somebody had to die early on that we cared about. Right. Um, and, and so that's, that's and the And next movie? Might be Ian Ziering if he doesn't get the foot massage oils. <laughs> He's got to get the oils. He's got to, like, set candles up. I mean, thunder. The, the respect for the writer has to come. And are you a part of the Sharknado 2? Uh, we're, we're, we're negotiating that now, but it looks like it'll probably happen. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to all knock on wood right here, but I hope it happens. And the title came out, the second one. It's Sharknado 2, the second one. That was the announcement today. You know, I just heard that today, and I haven't even heard that from any official sources. I've just been hearing it that people have been Would retweeting you? it from... Wherever it was, it was announced. Would you have jumped if they had made it Sharknado Two, Sharkstorm? <laughs> Would you have been like, "I'm out"? I told you guys, I told you guys not to do the storm. You guys are making fun of Thunder. It's not. Come on, like, did you yeah. get hired for your name? No. Oh, okay. No. But sure. I, I think that's a that's a, a very lucky synergy. Right. I mean, it is my real name. Yes. Um. So it's it's worked out. It's worked out finally. It's worked out in my in my favor. My whole life, I've been dealing with people saying, "Is that really your name?" And do you have a brother named Lightning and all this stuff? Oh. And so finally, it's worked to my advantage to have this name. I think when I when I did the research and I was like, "Hey, Thunder Eleven writer of Sharknado," I was like, "Get the f come on, <laughs> what? He moved out here to be an actor. Like the actor thing, maybe it didn't go, and then he tried to dance a little bit." <laughs> 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 and he's like, I might as well start writing. He's like, people are killing themselves to write, and this actor turned dancer turned writer is just knocking them out of the park. And, get, and how was the, how big was the first screening of Sharknado? What was the, how many people watched that first airing? You know, the first the first airing, the ratings were only average. It was okay, like one point four million, I think. But the, but it and was the in the air. Yeah, but it was on Twitter. It yeah. blew up on Twitter, and you know, we had all these celebrities tweeting about it and stuff. And then, and then each successive airing has gone up. It went to 1.9 for the second and 2.1, I think, for the third airing. Jesus. Can you imagine that? And, you know, it's like more than, like, like I mean, you got to, like, there's a dream come true right there to have that many people, listen, like, watching your movie. Absolutely. And, yeah. and then walking down the red carpet last Friday night, that was just surreal, let me tell you. That, they don't have red was, carpets for uh, the other one. They didn't have a red carpet for Atlantic Rim. We had very... We had we had <laughs> they didn't have one for mutant vampire zombies in the hood. We had a red carpet for mutant vampire zombies on the hood. We, you directed that one. I did. I've I've directed most of my scripts actually. Okay. Um, we we had red carpet for all my films, but there was no press there to cover. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Uh, you know what? Like, if, 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 let's say I mean you're gonna hopefully write the the Sharknado two, and it's looking good and all that. The second one, um, you know what? If you go and you and you do a sequel to the mutant vampire zombies in the hood. Geekscape at least will be there. Okay, that is a promise. You know, maybe we'll just send Kenny, but but that'll be a promise. I'd be happy. That'd be yeah, I mean, no, it's cool. Uh, me with the camera. I'll, I'll, I'll you be guys, impressed. Where'd you guys show the, the the movie here in L.A.? Um, the zombie? No, film? no, no. Uh, um, um, Sharknado. Oh, at the uh, Regal at L.A. Live downtown. That's the big one. Like that's yeah. a big theater. It was an eight hundred seat theater with a balcony. That's insane. And it was sold out. And they had to <laughs> the add queen, a second screen. It's like screen. the Queen was. They added a second screen that yeah. night. Yeah. Dude, that, that's got to be the part. They got to put it back on theaters. I'm sorry, I went to Texas. Like that's got to be. That, I mean, that honestly, like that's the party movie of the summer, right? Like, well, that, I, I think yeah. what we'd all like to see is for it to become like Rocky Horror and to play every Friday night at midnight. I think it's at, there at some yeah. theater in in like all the big cities. That would you be know cool. that's going to happen because that would, that would less, be lesser wonderful. lesser movies are doing that. 
Well, that's what I had always hoped for Mutant Vampire Zombies from the Hood. Let's bring it back. Um, I think we should. I, need, I think it needs to get re... Some, somebody's got to put that on TV or bring it out in a theater. Hint, hint, hint. Um, I haven't seen it. What, what, what's the story with Mutant Vampire Zombies in the Hood? You know, it's, it's Mutant Vampire Zombies in the Hood. I mean... Did you, it's like Sharknado. It's like Sharknado. It's all right think there. Of, did you think of the idea? Um, you know, actually, uh, uh, if you want, that's sort of a long... Interesting but sad no, it's story. Um, <laughs> but sad. Oh shit! He shouldn't ask me if I want. Like, well, it it it, it turns. Kenny, it, you're it, cry. it turns out for the best because here we are. Okay. Yes. But um, I'd been struggling in Hollywood for a long time. Okay. And not you know writing scripts, uh, showing, oh, blood showing my film around. Yeah. Not really getting anywhere. Having just enough success to not give up, but never enough to really you know get anywhere. Um, and so finally. Uh, a Northern California filmmaker I knew named Roger Saunders okay. um, was putting together a financing deal for a slate of low-budget films. He had this, uh, this real estate investor who was going to back a series of low-budget films. So he says to me, write me an urban horror film that can be done for under a million bucks, mm -hmm. and that'll be our first movie. Yeah, after the success of Leprechaun in the Hood, like, so there were so many people <laughs> like, they'd be like, hey, man, that's the thing that's going to hit next. The best Leprechaun Right? Show. That is, yeah, Leprechaun in Space well, is pretty, yeah, Leprechaun in yeah, Space. <laughs> yeah, I like how like, Thunder's like, you guys are one of those people who celebrate <laughs> those, you, you guys waste your lives watching this stuff. So, uh, so, so he has so a slate of like, so a anyhow, of he, he, has, he has this financing, and he wants this urban horror film. So me and one of my collaborators, we, 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 in like two weeks, we churn out this script for this zombie movie, uh, and I send it off to him, and I don't hear back from him, and I don't hear back, and I email him, and he never responds, and I call, no, no answer. Finally, I called him at home, and his wife answers the phone and tells me that Roger has died. Whoa. He's, he's that had is a, a sad story. He's, ha he's had a sudden heart attack. Apparently, he had an undiagnosed uh, heart defect. Wow. And... Big, strong, healthy guy, mm -hmm. and he just dropped dead, and um, and it really kind of shook me up. Uh, and so I went back to my collaborator on the script, and I said, "You know, we could die. We should raise some money and make this movie ourselves." So we went out and we put together a business plan, and we solicited investors, and we raised like 150 grand, and we hired C. Thomas Howell, and we went out and we made Mutant Vampire Zombies from the Hood. That's awesome. Now, what makes and now a mute? here we are. Now, what, what makes a mute? I, I get that you guys wrote zombies in the hood. Mm -hmm. Are they alien? They're alien too. No, no, just mutant. Okay, what makes a mutant? Um, the, it was caused by radiation from a solar flare. So oh, humans, like Night of the Comet, kind of like I love that. Night of the Comet. It's so, one of my so humans mutated okay. to become zombies, but because they aren't so interested in eating flesh but in drinking blood, they're vampiric zombies. Okay, so it's mutant vampire zombies from the hood. Yeah, we're bringing that back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I pretty much just decided uh, we're finding that movie and we're bringing it back. My question is, is it on Netflix? You know, um, it was on Netflix streaming. And I just found out that our Netflix deal expired in February and they chose not to renew it. What? No! So, what? So, no! So, so they're I, getting pie in the face after their Sharknado So thing. I only just found this out. And so we've, we've got our... Uh, We've got our guy who handled our Netflix deal going back to them and saying, guys, this is from the writer of Sharknado. You've got to get him back out there. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, from the writer. Yes. You need to add that in the beginning. From yes. the writer of Sharknado. I mean, I mean with, with sci-fi, uh, you know, they can re-air it, re-air it. It's kind of, is it not in their best interest to put it on Netflix, right? Like right. sci-fi kind of wants to keep it off of Netflix because they can continue to air it and, and sell it to advertisers. So really, like for Netflix, that's, that, that's most of the Sharknado they're going to get for a while. 
So you better put up those mutant alien zombies in the hood. <laughs> Not That's, alien. Vampire. vampire. Vampire, right. The, the comic zombies. was Pirate alien. Zombies. Got it. They got to put that on there. See, and some, somebody's I'm following along. I've already seen it ten times. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the moron. Like, I'm the guy who like, gets turned into a zombie and can't keep his brains from oozing out his nose. Um, we, we might have to just interview him for, uh, for Doc of the Dead. Now that no, he's like part of the zombie thing, like you know, he's done a zombie movie. We're yeah. doing a documentary on zombies. We, yeah, maybe I'll work go. a little bit with my, my producer. Is, 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 is there money uh, in that? Uh, no, no comment. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> remember that name? That, remember when I said that word, documentary? Um, uh, you know, no comment. Uh, well, you know, Sharknado started out as a documentary about the dangers of global warming. <laughs> <laughs> Al Gore's like, I need you to a man bear pig. And where, like, <laughs> where is Al Gore? Why hasn't Al Gore called me? Well, That's what I, I want to know. Sharks yeah. and what those tornadoes. Yeah, no, I, 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 in, in all honesty, I wanted to talk to you about the whole Megalodon thing. Did you see what Discovery Channel did you know, for Shark Week? I didn't. I kept hearing about it, and I didn't get. I've been working a lot, and I didn't get a chance to uh, to see the <laughs> Megalodon thing. So for Shark Week, this is what this. I mean, this is what I'm reading is that Discovery Channel aired like a two hour documentary on the Megalodon. And how it's like, you know, the facts, it's a, it's a whole documentary. And it's facts. a two-hour documentary, facts. And then in a three-second title at the bottom, for three seconds, they put up on the screen a title at the bottom that said, this isn't real. <laughs> the Megalodon is not real. But they sell it like a hardcore. It's on Discovery Channel. Well, it's like the mermaid documentary they did a, a couple of months ago. <laughs> I got people persuaded that they do have mermaids uh, and that they're in an army base, uh, an army naval base in Hawaii. That they talk to. It's, yeah, so. I actually want to do a mermaid movie, so we'll see. Do it. I mean, hmm. I mean, here's the thing. Do you, can you just do a mermaid movie anymore, or do you have to put have in to a tropical zombie. disaster? No, they got to be zombies like, also. Well, I mean, it, well, I don't think anybody's ever done the proverb. I mean, not counting Splash, which was a comedy. And you kind of can't it, count Creature from Black Lagoon, which is obviously a classic and all right, that, right? Not, not a really, mermaid, not a mermaid. That's not a mermaid. Merman. I don't think anyone's ever done the proverbial good mermaid movie. Can you just do Mermaido? No. Oh, yeah. So I, I'd kind of like to see that. And I, I know a photographer who did a, a calendar of mermaids, very sexy mm -hmm. uh, calendar, a guy named Jason Gold. Um, and he and I have been talking about a way we could turn the imagery from his calendar into a movie. But a serious movie. Yeah. A serious movie. Yeah, no, I think uh, now that you've got – I mean, let, let's face it. With, with, with fantasies in, you got vampire. you know, in, in the, really the, maybe the market to go to with that is like a teenage girl market that is into these zombies and vampires. Well, the, the Twilight and and market, the Twilight, Twilight, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, the Twilight market. Yeah, maybe. Um, Although the idea we had is a bit sexier than the Twilight movie right. might go for, but I'm, th I'm picturing Ian Ziering with like fins. Now, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that guy should that guy should totally attach to you, and you should be like his go-to guy. I, I, Nobody's I, I, written for Ian Ziering like Ian Ziering. Like Ian and I should do like the, uh, the another Indiana Jones type movie or something. No, I was gonna say he's, 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 he's like he's your John Wayne, you're John Ford. Let's take there it up a couple notches. Absolutely, come on, like. I mean, Ian Ziering was a revelation, like you said, but not just a revelation to you. Like, we all saw it, and we're like, holy cow, that, that guy's kind of kicking ass. Right. You know what I mean? What's the most ridiculous thing in the movie that you wrote, and when you handed it in, you're like, all right, I kind of messed, like, there's no way they're going to go for this. This kind of broke the bank. And then they were like, that's an awesome scene. We're, we're putting it together. 
Well, uh, the the finale where he goes into the shark and pops with out chainsaw, with the chainsaw, yeah. and then Nova's alive <laughs> yeah, inside. She didn't get caught up. Um, yeah, she didn't get cut up. That that was one of those moments where, as I was writing, I was thinking, they're never gonna go for this. But it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> the moment where they jump the shark nade out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and then uh, and then the asylum's uh, development guy said, you know. I don't know if they're going to go for this, but I really like it, so let's see. I, I cried on my toilet reading this scene. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> and, and everybody took to it, and everybody sort of got what we were doing there. That's kind of the, uh, I mean, if you, there's a scene that epitomizes the movie, or like, like, you know, it's really the image of the movie. You, you know, that is the scene. Like, that is it. I mean, well, that, immediately the, the it was an animated I, gif I and everything. And... How would you top it in Sharknado 2, well, stay the tuned. second one? I mean, uh, I mean, Sharknado two, the second one. Is it? I mean, w come on, like, what are you gonna do? Like, add two Sharknados, three Sharknados, four Sharknados. How do you top Sharknado? Well, it takes place in New York City. Okay. So that by itself right. provides you with a lot of material. more population. Got it. More population. More densely populated. I iconic landmarks. Um, we will probably, hopefully, we'll get a lot of uh, cool celebrity cameos. Yes, you got to think that these celebrities who are loving on it on Twitter, like they got to be want to be a part of it. Right. So, so we'll, yet another reason Ryan Ziering should be in here um, massaging your feet. And uh, and I have some ideas. We'll see. Okay. So you, you gotta you gotta watch watch TV next sure. July. Okay. L let's put it out to the universe. If uh, 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 next July, wow, they, they better start shooting that thing. Um, the the you better start writing like this weekend. Um, let's just, put, just as soon as we sign the contract. Let's do it. <laughs> Guys, let's sign the contract tomorrow. Let's get to work on this thing. Um, of, of the celebrities that you saw tweeting about it, mm -hmm. of the celebrities you've heard are fans of the movie, mm -hmm. which of the five, like, the, like you were like, holy cow. Like, like what? How did I fall well, on the radar? The, the, the most surreal, bizarre one had to be Mia Farrow. Right. I mean, the, you know, I mean, the, this classy lady that she was even talking about Sharknado was. You're right. I was thinking was of the people just, who are like typically on Twitter, but Mia Farrow, yeah. I mean, that 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 was the most surreal thing for me. I was like, really? Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, she's a New Yorker. Right. You see right. where I'm going with this? Yep. Yep. Um, I see where I'm going with this for the second one. I, I have an idea for her, and I probably shouldn't say it out loud. No because comment. Sci-fi yeah. will say, "Wait, we are already going to do that. Shut yeah, up." Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Let's um, keep. So, uh, so she she was really cool. Um, I saw Elizabeth Banks uh, tweeted about. She's hilarious, it, um, yeah. and and I love her. Yeah. Um, so so that would be really cool. Um, uh, you know, the one I really want to get. It's funny because we were talking about him before. Is George Clooney? But uh, you know, know what? Because the truth is that I want to hang out with George and Angie and Brad at his uh, at his pad in, in on Italy? Lake Como. Yeah, in Italy. So. <laughs> <laughs> thing that I don't understand like like these celebrities in like two seconds will go and do like and I love these skits I, I'm not knocking these skits but in in, in a you know they'll go and do the like the Jimmy Kimmel skits and the funnier die skits in the, the I mean I'm talking about the, the non-comedian celebrities which we're kind of talking about here um the, the, the like elite celebrities they'll go and do like the Jimmy Kimmel skits and the, the these these funnier die skits and, and, and everybody loves them for it but if you guys are approaching something like Sharknado or the Asylum films with that kind of tongue-in-cheek, you know, over the top, we know this is like hilariously awesome. Right. Um, why not? Right. Why? I mean, is, is it just a budget thing? You can't think that Jimmy Kimmel or these uh, funnier die guys are, are paying them anything. Like, if it, it can't be a budget thing. Like, why would why would they see this as something that would get them cred with the with like the kids? Like, right. this will give me some street cred. I I, I think th I think that'll happen. I I certainly hope. Right. It will. Um, you know, and as long as we can do them in one day, right? You know, exactly. And don't, yeah. don't tie up their schedule and stuff, because obviously we're not 
there's there's no not enough money to pay George Clooney. No, but 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 if if you could do it in one day and have fun with it, why not? You know what? They only have to show up long enough to die. Absolutely. Like that, that, like that, that's kind of the rule, George right. and, and everybody. Um, Ian Ziering is definitely the the the, uh, the lead, and you know I, I do think like he's. I mean he he's he's the guy. Yeah. Like it's kind of is it his franchise? Could you add another? Like I think we could always mm-hmm. add. I don't think we could do it without him. Right. There we go. There we go. You know he's going to use that as currency when he goes in and he uh, and he, and he starts uh, when Ian's people go in and start he's like, hey, the writer says, and like, oh, the writer, we didn't even invite him to send yeah. we sent him off to Puerto Rico. Yeah. You know? Actually, the, uh, there was actually talk of shooting the film in Puerto Rico at one uh-huh. time. Then they they wisely didn't do that. Where did they shoot the movie? Uh, here in Los Angeles. Here in L.A. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Um, Kenny, do you want to take a spot break real quick? We'll come back and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more with Thunder Eleven. Um, if you guys are listening, we'll open up the phone lines for you guys. If not, we can just continue to talk to Thunder, and then uh, we'll wrap things up. Cool. We'll be right back on Geekscape. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape, games galore, everything you're looking for. Kindle, cameras, electronics, baby Einstein, hooked on phonics, Blu-ray, movies, and TV, download, music, MP3, Pixar, Disney. Microphones, pet supplies, and doggy bones. World of Warcraft, Nancy Drew, Sims, the Scruff, System too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, the sports guru and the butt knocker from the Sportscast Wednesdays, 4 to 6 Pacific Standard Time. You got to check us out, man. We do sports like nobody else. Cover NHL, NBA, NCAA, NFL. We cover all sports. We got you got not the fuck out. Bonehead of the week. Check us out on Toad Hop Network, 4 to 6 on Wednesdays. And if you miss it, go back and watch it live. ToadHopNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. Hey, guys, we need it. We're the nickel and dime show of the network. Check us out. A lot of fun. Does your car smell like you need scent bomb? Does your house smell like get some scent bomb? Does the bathroom smell like get some scent bomb? Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers to type in the promo code RADIO at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right, you spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's GetSomeScentBomb.com. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network. It helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you a- Oh! 
With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, Geekscapists, we're back. You like, you like how I get back in the seat? I was just uh, doing a little tweetering, uh, letting people know that we're going to be opening up the phone lines this, uh, <coughs> this half hour. 323-622-8623 is the phone line if you want to call up and have a question for Thunder. Again, that's 323-622-8623. Um, got a couple of the Geekscapists online talking about it already, so uh, you know I like seeing that. But we want to... We wanna we want to hear your sultry voices. We want to hear what you think should are, are, be. Are there fans of this show with sultry voices? They hate us. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, maybe. Because, you know, I went to this, uh, this poster signing at Comic-Con, and a, a friend of mine is uh, Brian Polito, who created yeah. uh, a comic book, Lady Death, and some, yeah, absolutely. some other great comics. Um, and he's a, like, he makes short films and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, we met in film school. Okay. Um, and he said, "You know, d- dude, you'll be you'll be signing body parts." And it's like there was not a single body part offered to me. Well, maybe it's Brian, so, Brian so, Polito's like fan base is kind of like that Lady Death, the kind of yeah. like the goth chicks and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Will you please sign my tits? Kenny's like, "You sign my tits." Um, yeah, the, you guys met in film school. He made like a short about a garden gnome that like kills somebody. Have you seen this thing? Brian Polito did it. Um, no. He, I mean, he lives in like Phoenix, right? Yeah. In Arizona. Yeah. Like, Brian, Brian did the. When I was at NYU, it was very artsy fartsy, and I was the only like commercially minded filmmaker. Don't you there. hate I, that? I took a lot of grief for it, but Brian did the only sort of avant-garde film I've ever seen that I actually liked. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, so we we got back in touch like ten years ago, and uh, and he's he's a good guy. And what's Comic Con like? Like like who were the fans that showed up for you? You know, that was the interesting part is we had the whole spectrum. It wasn't just geeks. There were, mm-hmm. there were mothers and little children and, and, and just the whole range of people. We had this one little girl who couldn't have been more than like four or five years old, and she just kept standing there yelling, Sharknado! 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 And she just kept going. How, it was how great. old is she? I don't know, like four or five. The movie's too violent for her. <laughs> right there, that's a lecture you give the parent right there. How could you let this child watch her? Be like, what are you doing? Like, like that that girl is going to be sitting there going to the beach looking for this. Like, she's <laughs> going to be looking for this kind of level of violence. Um, at Comic Con, it was what was interesting to me was, yeah, I'd like seen some of the Twitter chatter about Sharknado leading up to it. You, you know, seeing some of the celebrities talk about it, um, but I hadn't heard about the sequel. And then I was walking up, uh, I guess, in, I was walking around in the. Um, gas lamp, and I saw the promotion they started to do for Sharknado 2. The guys with the surfboards. They had surfboards, they had these girls wearing tank tops, it was all Sharknadoed out, but they, I mean, as soon as, it seemed like as soon as the announcement happened, and the, the, the sh- I mean, the, what was the first airing of Sharknado? Wow, I've lost track. But it was it like... It was a Thursday night, like, three or four weeks ago. Yeah, it was like the second weekend of July. Yeah. And then Comic-Con is literally the third week in July, and already they had the whole thing ready to go. They had their whole promotion. I mean, I must have seen 15 people in a row walking down the street as part of the promotion handing out Sharknado 2 things. And, like, the announcement came right there, right. obviously. Yeah, I mean, like obviously that, they get the ratings that, right away. That but. was all That was all put together very quickly. Like, um, insane. Because, because the, it, it certainly was not planned before the, the release. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and the whole theatrical screening, I was told that to put something together like, like that usually takes about six months. And they did it in 72 hours. Man, they must be making a killing if they're able to do things like that quickly. Like, people must have been busting their butts to get that thing done. 
so they got to throw it a little. You know where I'm going with this. They got to throw it over here. They got you know. See this guy online, like over here. If you look at the, if you're watching online, like that guy you're seeing right there, INZ and his best friend. Make it rain. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> you want to see a you want to see a, a storm. You want to see it. Make it rain. Um, all right. So um, you wanted to talk a little bit more about the change of like the summer blockbuster, well, right? Well, I, I just think you were making a really good point that all we see in the theaters now are these comic book adaptations mm -hmm. and video games turned. Do you into like any of those? Sure. Who? I mean, right. why not? But they shouldn't be the only thing we see. Right. And a, a lot of the great movies that that I think of as my as my touchstone movies you know don't get made anymore like the original terminator this was like mm -hmm. a 5 million dollar independent film uh the original highlander nobody's making these mid-range genre films anymore because they can't they either can't uh, afford to market them or they can't get them into theaters the only things that are getting made are these bloated blockbusters and i think what happened uh with sharknado is that people have embraced it uh, at least partly because they weren't told to. Right. You know, with, with these, these giant blockbusters coming out every week, you're, you're sort of forced to go see them. Yes. And, 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 and you're, you're marketed from every possible direction, and Sharknado just kind of happened. And I think people have embraced it because of that. It wasn't – yeah, I, I think the Internet – you know what it was? You, remember uh, Snakes on a Plane – I and was there opening uh, night for Snakes on and, and I saw it opening night, and I in 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 the theater was not full, mm -hmm. and the, I mean they ran that campaign online, but it was, but it was who was it Lionsgate or whoever was making it? I think um, I think it was New Line, and it was it was New Line, and and they were uh, they were marketing this thing so heavily online, and they were marketing this thing everywhere, and then nobody went to see it. And you're right, I think it creates an exhaustion and something viral. Gives it that, oh, my friends told me to see it. Right. I think what happened with Snakes on a Plane is it started viral. Mm -hmm. And then they jumped on the bandwagon marketing it, and they sort of ran over the virus. Mm -hmm. um, but when I saw Snakes on a Plane in the theater, that's actually one of the things I referenced for what happened with Sharknado on its first airing. When I was in the theater that first night... The crowd I was with, it wasn't sold out. Yes. But the crowd I was with loved it. They were they yelling were vocal, out lines yes. and they were and they were screaming and and saying, "Look behind you!" And all and you this can't stuff. do that in most movies. But I, try, I, I right. imagine those 220 screens on Friday night for Sharknado. Absolutely. You could have that because I, I like to think of a, of a movie theater like a church, right? Like right. like a southern church where you like hoop and, <laughs> you can hoop and holler. Well, right? I mean, I, I'm you know I'm. I'm like waging a one-man campaign against people who talk and text sure. and use their phones in the movies. But for, but a movie for Sharknado, like that, yes. it, was made, it was perfect. It yes. was absolutely appropriate. Oh, it's not, it's not appropriate for most films. It, but I think that running the films that it is appropriate for out of any possibility of being shown in the theater, right. you lose – you lose one of the coolest things about being in a theater is that, is, yeah, is that, right. that, that, that kind of loose dialogue that you have in the theater. Right. That's why midnight screenings are great. Right. Revival screenings are great. Right. I mean, um, like Rocky Horror Picture Show would never have happened if it came out today. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, maybe it would because we, we're, we're seeing what happened with Sharknado. No, I mean, but it we might but, be a homogenized reinterpretation. You know what I mean? It would go through middle management. And, right. But what I'm saying is the way, the way it gradually caught on and then started playing in that one, that one theater in, in uh, Greenwich Village, mm -hmm. uh, and then gradually theaters all around the country started showing it on their Saturday midnights, um, that wouldn't happen today. Right. Um, but maybe, maybe Sharknado proves that it could. But those, that, it's not getting into the theaters. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's got to it's got to find its way through VOD and stuff and TV. 
I think the Sharknado thing. Maybe we, maybe, maybe you, you, you have a day, and that's the day that yearly it's kind of, kind of have like a screening in multiple cities or something like. You know, I think that it, you know, the, I think there's like a, like a maybe, maybe it's more popular than that. Maybe, maybe it's something that you can actually pull off monthly without exhausting the fan base. You know what I mean? But having like a night where everybody knows, like, remember the room? Like, remember the room at the oh, Sunset yeah. Five? Like it's this movie that somebody made, and uh, and then it kind of went away. So you know, people started finding it, and it kind of grew as like a cult thing. Like you guys definitely have a, a kickstart and a head start on like the room because it's absolutely already like hit that cultural you know uh, boiling point, and it, it, it's it's already there. Yeah. Um, why can't that be something that like you know somebody takes those? I mean, there's got to be 220 prints unless it was digital. Like they got to have yeah, the ability was, to do it. And it just, was digital, but there's, it was digital, there's but no like, reason it couldn't. Be there's done. no reason they can kind of do like a Sharknado night and, and kind of culture this thing into like a sing along or <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like look out behind you because a fun experience is going to see the room and everybody interacts with the screen. Right. I mean, imagine bringing beach balls and things like that to Sharknado. Right, that's that might be where they where they should really put out their uh, their merchandising too. Is is having like a lobby sell through? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it all starts by making it rain with this guy right here. <laughs> making it rain, A and Zering, get the feet. Sci-fi, start throwing the money over here. Um, You're gonna get me in trouble. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna get you in trouble because ultimately it's up to them, and they'll be like, "Shut up, stupid guy on the internet." <laughs> <laughs> they go and they just squish my head. They go, "Shut up, just shut up." We'll take the idea for the lobby sell-throughs, and you just shut up. Um, is there a piece of merchandise you want to see come out of Sharknado? Because obviously, as a kid growing up and like right. seeing movies like The Terminator, Star Wars, and some of like that, you're like, "Dude, the movie's half of it." The merchandising and the cool stuff. Do you collect right. cool stuff when you go to um, Comic Con? Sh- Did you buy sure. anything? Sure, Toy- toys and stuff. I would love to have a, a, a Sharknado lunchbox. That would be cool. That would be cool. But, but the obvious thing to me is to is to put the Sharknado brand on chainsaws. Chainsaws, but uh, I think uh, a cool lunchbox would be a lunchbox that had teeth when you open it. There you like go. Like around the room, you have yeah. like the teeth. Uh huh. And then you can put whatever you want in it. You know what I mean? Uh, I'll but- be really cool is if they could have some sort of compressed air thing in it. So when you open it. it Blows out a tornado at you. A rubber shark hits you in the face. <laughs> You're like, what the f- what the fuck was that? And I just wanted my sandwich. Why did it do that? It's eating all your stuff. <laughs> You're like, I brought my lunch, and it just it went around and ate everything. Um, so, you're. Let's knock on wood about writing the Sharknado too. Uh, the movie you directed, what was the name of that one? The, the I directed quite a few actually. No, the the, the most recent one. Uh, A E Apocalypse a- Earth. A E Apocalypse Earth. Has it aired yet? Uh, it hasn't aired. It was released uh, straight to DVD and mm-hmm. VOD back in May. And that one is available. That one is available on Netflix. Yeah, and Redbox. And well, if you can find it, every time I've gone to my local Redbox, it's been sold out, which is kind of. And, and that's an asylum movie. Yeah, A E Apocalypse Earth. Starred um, uh, Adrian Paul from Highlander, and uh, Richard Grieco. Richard Grieco is the man. Well, let's let's talk best Richard Grieco role. Talking to me? Yeah. Oh fuck, I don't know. I mean, everybody's gonna be like, oh, he he, you know, he followed up Johnny Depp on uh, um, Twenty One Jump, Jump Street. Jump Street. No, but that, I, that's the only reason. That's no, 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 no. <laughs> Richard Grieco. I remember one of my fond memories of being in a theater is he he was actually in a movie that I thought was really good, which was the one where he played a uh, um, a regular college guy or, or high school guy, and he ends up going on a field trip to Europe, mm-hmm. and he gets mistaken for like a super spy. And in like the whole time, like these bad guys are trying to kill him, and he, I thought he was like a charismatic guy, and then 
and then and then nothing. And Richard Grieco like is now doing these asylum movies. What is the plot of Invasion Earth? A.E. Apocalypse. A.E. Apocalypse Earth. Earth. Um, so you got you could, Kenny, you got to remember all these names for me. I'm, I'm <laughs> don't worry, I am. I just can't spit them out quick enough to, <laughs> to, to correct. A.E. Apocalypse Earth. Yeah. Um, it is basically Earth has been invaded by aliens and refugees, survivors, take off in these giant arc ships and one of them crashes on this alien jungle planet and our heroes have to survive and figure out a way to uh, – to evade the uh, the chameleon-like aliens who are after them. Now, does it make you feel better that it's that that movie already sounds better than the Will Smith movie that came out? Like you're like no comment. Will well, Smith. Uh, I had a yeah. meeting with Will Smith today. Like now that Sharknado came out, you're probably you're probably meeting like some crazy people now. No, I haven't met uh, I haven't met any celebrities uh, really outside of the the cast of uh, Sharknado yet. But we'll work on that. Are you getting high profile? Meetings now with uh, with the success of it, and what are some of like the like tease me with some of the prospects that you might have? Um, I have a TV series idea based actually on my student film. Oddly enough, what was your student film? Uh, it was called uh, Spellbind, but the series would be called The Adventures of Colin Wexler. Um, it's uh, sort of a an adventure comedy mystery about a superhero librarian. Hmm. What are the superpowers, though, and how does it differentiate for the Noah Wiley Librarian series? Um, well, for, first of all, the Noah Wiley Librarian thing came out after my student film. Right. No, so, no. I mean, obviously he – and I don't think – I didn't watch it, but I don't think he had superpowers either. It was just well, something our, – our, ours doesn't have superpowers, but okay. what he does is he he's read like every book in the library. Okay. Um, he has so super speed. He's Johnny Five, reading. right? So, so he has all, all this vast knowledge but no real-world experience. Okay. Um, and, and that's where the humor comes from. So he's like a he's like a um, you know what he is? He's Sherlock Holmes meets um, Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like scared to go out, and then all of a sudden, right? That's cool. So so he's nervous under pressure. The stakes are up. You know, it's good. And and that's not a film. That's uh, I mean, obviously it's a short film, but you're pitching as a TV a series. TV series, yeah. And um, and then a. It's hard to say, like, have you gotten any bites on it without making mm-hmm. it seem like, I mean, bump. the Sharknado thing is like, I'm like, oh, have you got any, Doug, you can't say that, Jonathan, like, please. <laughs> um, I have another series, uh, a big uh, epic sci-fi series that originally I saw as like this epic trilogy of feature films mm-hmm. um, until it was pointed out to me that if it's not based on a video game or a comic book, it's not going to happen. Isn't that the worst? Like yeah. as a as a as a like a creator, like as a storyteller, being like, ah, oh, wait a minute, you gotta. Yeah. Okay, so that's an original idea. We can't have that. Yeah. Um. So so now t- TV is where the original ideas go, I guess. Um, but that's not a slight against the material because TV has some great stuff on it now. Well, I'll tell you the re- yeah. the reason that at, at first I people kept saying you should make this a TV series. Mm. Um, and I was a little skeptical. Mm. But since Battlestar Galactica and now Game of Thrones, if they can do those, they can do this. And they've got such good ones. You know, uh, obviously everybody enjoys Walking Dead. And, I mean, I can't wait for Breaking Bad to come back on the air on Sunday. I'm yeah. really excited about that. But we've really enjoyed Falling Skies as far as I, science fiction goes. Right. Like, Falling <laughs> Skies, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but Falling Skies is probably my 
I don't hate to say it. I love the show, but it's it's like my favorite show on TV right now is Falling Skies, and it just ended its, I just, its final I, season. I just watched its the last uh, season. Yeah, I just watched the last episode last night actually on my DVD. I haven't, Me too. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, we could talk about it right now, but I'm late oh, getting to it. Dies. Oh, oh, you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you you jerk. <laughs> the guy who was the uh, buddy with uh, whenever I think of Nolan Wiley, I don't think of the librarian or even ER. ER. Yeah, I don't even think of that. I think I think of him being Billy Campbell's like like buddy. In enough what? chasing J Lo. Uh, remember, remember the J Lo movie I, yeah, enough. It was, it was like the one that should have been on Lifetime. Movie and and who's the guy like Billy? Cam- the, the Rocketeer guy. Uh, yeah, he's oh like he's like the abusive boyfriend. Yeah. And No Wiley's the dude who's like, don't worry, pal. I'll let your you know I won't let her get so away. I didn't I'm like, even remember that. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. No Wiley plays like a bad guy. Jeez. And enough, but um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a lexicon of garbage. Uh, I'm like a whole. I'm the I'm your character, but just full of garbage, and not being, <laughs> not being able to get any of the names right. Um, <laughs> I'm actually nothing like your character. I'm an idiot. Um, but you actually have the, uh, the, the 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 TV as a place where people can go for these original ideas. And I don't. It used to be maybe like. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that if you went to TV, you did it as a stepping stone to film. Right. But now you see all these film people just going backwards to television. Yeah, which, you know, yeah, it's really fun. become a great place. For right. to, and the thing, of course, is with, with the explosion of cable and all the hundreds of channels now, there's a lot more room for TV to be done, whereas the, the, the theaters are still just the theaters. Mm-hmm. And it costs millions and millions of dollars to market a feature film. Uh, and so, you know, they're, they're not getting as many new uh, new ideas out there and TV seems to be the place where it's at. Having said that, I'm also developing a, a feature film. It's still um, the brass ring though. If, yeah. we, if we're like filmmakers, like having it on a big screen with an audience, like it's still the brass ring. Right. Like it's still what you really want. It, it is. It is. Fair enough. And uh, I've, I've got a film called Shadows of the Jungle that I'm trying to get financing for, which is kind of um, uh, Indiana Jones meets cat people with a dash of apocalypto thrown in. Sounds cool. Yeah. Sounds violent, or like it sounds like there's a lot of uh, just by the skin of his neck, like yeah. moments. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and there's a lot of running through the jungle and stuff. That's good. And I just practiced doing that on AE. So uh, yeah, how hard was that? You were shot in Costa Rica. That was rough. We shot in the jungles of Costa Rica for 15 days. And, and guys, these asylum like schedules are crazy, brutal. Yeah, there's a reason it's called the asylum. <laughs> 15 days. 15 and days. you know the budget wasn't like super <clears throat> posh either, right? No. Yeah. And you're in Costa Rica. Costa Rica in the jungle. What happens if, you're, if like, do they have a film, like, a, a nice film community there? Like, what happens if something, like, breaks? What happens if you need to get... A- you... Actually, that that was a concern. Yeah. Um, and and there is a very small film community there. They do a lot of, like, TV... Ricky Martin videos? That's Puerto Rico. Uh, TV commercials, mostly. Okay. Um, so, so there is a small community of professionals to tap into, and we, we hired... You know, most of the crew Every in Costa Rica. <laughs> Every single one, and then started training the rest. Right. Um... You know, and, and so just getting to the locations, because the, the roads were almost non-existent. Uh, and we had we had one vehicle, a 4x4, four four, that we rented. Uh, and by the time we returned that two months later, the, the thing was falling apart. The, the wow. fenders were off and wow. the undercarriage was fall- dragging on the ground. What did stuff. you do to my <laughs> – wow. What did you do to my 4x4? My the four four? the, produ- the producer made sure that she got the full insurance package on it. Wow. And what was the hard – I mean – yeah, I mean, you lose resources and you're done for in Costa Rica. Yeah, it, it was it was quite an experience, but it was a, it was also a blast. And and you know, we were just out there in the middle of the jungle, and the, nobody would bother us, so mm-hmm. that that was good. 
Um, the asylum guys didn't show up to tell you, like, look over your shoulder and be like, no, hey, man. No, that's, that's that's why we go to these faraway places. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, so when does that come out? That's out already. That's out on DVD. On DVD. You, said that. you said that. I did. I did. Came out in May. That a while. So, guys, that is Apocalypse Earth. That is out. Hey, I got, got it. You got, I got it right. It. I got it, guys. Oh, I'm just excited because I got a funny. I, I DV, it's, here's the thing. Sharknado aired three times. at didn't catch it. It's airing again August 22nd, right before, I think, another shark movie that they, that sci-fi is putting up. Now, like, sharks is their thing. They've got Ghost Shark. Ghost Shark. They've got I, some I just met with the guy who did shark. Ghost Shark today. Did, was, was there any friction? Did you guys have? <laughs> I mean, you'd imagine, like, hey, this is your turf now. I, I don't, he's got to prove himself. Well, I, I think he's probably thinking that. The, the furor around Sharknado will help his films. So I hope there, it does, there, yeah. there was no tension. So there's room in the, there's room for everybody here. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe. But he's not going to be friends with no Ian Ziering. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's, in his mo- who's in this movie Ghost Shark? Does he have any names? You know, I, I, you're putting me on the spot now. Exactly. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I actually uh, saw the clip from Ghost Shark, and I'm actually into it. It's, it's somebody on, like, a jet ski, and the, show, the Ghost Shark, like, the Ghost Shark starts chasing him, and it's... Uh, I'm down with it. As one of the people who I think a movie like Sharknado was made for, I'm very excited about it. So you can catch Sharknado again on, on the 22nd. Um, Apocalypse Earth is out right now on Netflix. And then we are going to start the petition to get the uh, the mutant vampire zombies in the hood back on. From the hood. From the hood. And we're going to get that one back on Netflix and uh, and get that one for you. Because you know what? If the, it's, it's crazy how this Netflix thing expires, but. I'd go home and see it tonight if it, if it was available to me. You got that Netflix? You could have had a rental tonight. You, um, you, you can find it on Amazon Instant Download. Though. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, <laughs> done. <laughs> we totally have that done. But but Netflix pays us better. So okay. Oh, well, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding out. I'm holding Petition out. Petition back is, is back in action. I'm holding out. And then we're going to get a sequel, and we're going to try and put it in the theaters and do the whole Sharknado thing over again. Um, so Sharknado 2, let's hope that the contracts go well and you're part of it, and that will be next July. It will, and uh, w- uh, if if all goes according to plan, it'll be shooting in New York, and that should be really fun too. In Sharknado Three, maybe that one goes to the hood or space. That's really how these things work, you know. People, it's like it either goes to the hood or space. Um, Thunder, let's wrap this up. Um, it's been awesome having you on the show, man. Thanks, it's been good to be here. Uh, where can we follow you on like Twitter and stuff? I am on Twitter at, at @thunderlevin, uh-huh. uh, and I've got a new Facebook page because my my personal page was getting sort of inundated. Does it get to the point where it's like, you can't add any more people? Well, I, I haven't gotten that far, but I was getting so many friend requests from people I didn't know, and right. I had to start sort of watching what I said, uh, and I didn't want to do that. So I created a, a new sort of professional page, and it's uh, Thunder Levin Official. Cool. So Facebook.com slash Thunder Levin Official. Yeah. You can always find us each week here on the Toad Hop Network. Uh, we're going to be back next week for Geekscape 300. We're going to have a ton of little guests uh, and, and, and fr- old friends in the studio with us. It's Geekscape 300. We're going to go uh, nuts here next week at 6 o'clock. So that's on the Toad Hop Network next week. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, Ian Kerner and I sat down for like an hour-long analysis of the wolverine which i could really only do with ian because ian's my like comic book go-to guru and he had some amazing insights and things to say uh about the wolverine and the comic books and the x-men um that i think are are, i've heard a lot of great feedback on so the only way to get that is subscribe to geekscape on itunes we're also on facebook twitter youtube search for geekscape and of course you can follow me on twitter at jonathan london or crippled kenny over here at crippled kenny you can follow mr kenny craig who's been giving me some awesome support on the mic uh thank you and we'll see you guys next week on geekscape peace 
me waving. That's how me and Thunder's waving too. We're all waving. Bye. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Chest, and it hurts like it should. A sharp pain.